Hey, this is Adam Beauchene. You might know me as Mitch from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and you are listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to... The Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, we're really excited about the guests we have on today. We are joined today by another relative newcomer to the business, but since 2008 has racked up over 30-plus credits to his name, including You, Me, Her, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and most recently, Supernatural, Adam Bochang. Thank you for joining us, Damon. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, we really appreciate you uh, giving us your time. And we've already had kind of been talking for a little bit, but we like to kick off all of our interviews by just asking, what got you into acting, man? Yeah, I uh, I started super young. I was probably eight or nine, and I uh, just signed up for a class, like a drama camp type thing, and it was just, uh, I just loved it. And uh, so I ended up, the teacher kind of recommended me to my parents that I start taking private lessons in speech, kind of like you'd take piano lessons or something as a kid. And uh, so I did that for eight years, and I got this, like associate diploma while I was in school in speech, and then I went right into a degree, kind of focusing on theater. Like, I was kind of just gearing everything toward theater and then uh the, the summer i graduated i ended up getting this audition for tucker and dale and that's actually what steered my career out to uh out to vancouver so it's it totally changed my life so i'm always <laughs> happy to chat about that movie because it's it sticks with me oh absolutely man. absolutely we, man. Ju- we just got done reviewing that movie tucker and dale versus eve on our show uh like you said you got that role fairly early out of school can you just talk a little bit a little bit about that and the audition process yeah it was wild so uh i'm from alberta originally up in canada and uh they do a thing there when you graduate from a post-secondary institution with um in like an arts degree you do a thing called a merge and it's these two big auditions for pretty much in like the two major cities in, in alberta you audition for all the casting directors and all the uh agents and artistic directors for theater companies again it's kind of um theater centric but there happened to be a casting director there uh, or an agent, I should say, um, who happened to be looking for like college age kids because they knew this movie was shooting in Calgary and Calgary doesn't get many films. That's like, you know, once every few years a movie shoots there. So it literally was just like this perfect storm of everything lining up. And I kind of look like a stoner. So they needed this stoner <laughs> character. Uh, and actually, I originally auditioned to play Chuck, who's the character gets who shoots himself in the face. Um so oh, wow. I drove up to Calgary. I live about two hours away from the city, but I was like, yeah, I'll, I didn't even meet the agent. He called me and he's like, are you curious about maybe doing some film stuff? And I'd never done any film stuff. So I was like, yeah, yes, let's do it. So he sent me up there and uh, so nervous, but I did it and then drove back down two hours. And then I got the call on my way down that they wanted to call back the next day. So I drove back up two hours and <laughs> they had me read for two characters. So I read for Mitch, who's a character I ended up playing as well as for Chuck and, uh, met the director and uh, director Sally Field's son. I remember learning that right before I went right. in and kind of lost my mind about it. I was just, yeah, incredibly nervous. And yeah. then I got it about a week later, found out I got it. And it's just like, uh, it was like everything. I'm a huge horror movie fan. We were talking about this earlier. So it just was like hard to believe it, it was happening. Uh, and I think at the time too, I didn't realize 
what a big deal it was. Now, in retrospect, I realize like all those things, right? Movies right. never shoot in Calgary, and uh, I had no interest in film, no experience in film, no resume. I had a headshot. That was about it. Uh, <laughs> so for all those things to align and end up in the right place at the right time and meet the right people. And in that summer, right after we shot the movie, pretty much, I decided to move out to Vancouver, to the coast. And uh, the casting director for that movie, who's from Vancouver, kind of helped set me up here a little bit. And I got an agent out here. And yeah, it's it just kind of like totally has changed the trajectory of the last 12 years of my life. It's kind of wild. Well, I just want to tell you, you officially knocked me off the pedestal of having the smoothest sounding voice that's ever been on this show. Holy smokes. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know if it's my, a uh, my, or whatever, but man. Uh, thanks, man. I'm in my whisper room. I do voiceover as kind of my like day job. Thank God. Cause COVID this, this right. I can do during COVID. I don't got to go anywhere. So that's yeah, right. That's a good point. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about uh, your death scene in particular. Yours was so good because it was out of nowhere impaled by a tree uh, talk to us a little bit about that process, what shooting that is like, how that, you know, what goes into all of that? Yeah, you know, I was choked at first when I didn't get Chuck originally because I was like, well, he's in the movie much longer than Mitch is. But to get the first death is pretty rad. And that death scene now is kind of besides the wood chipper, which is like arguably the best death in that movie. Uh, it's a pretty cool one. So we shot for um, I think it was two days with Alan Tudyk and I running through the woods and uh <laughs> I, my my biggest memory, I was so intimidated by that guy. As soon as I really connected who he was and, and uh, you know, all the stuff I knew him from, I was super intimidated. Uh, and it was just he and I for a couple of days. I'd never done stunts before. I'd never been on set before, right? So this is all brand new. And I remember after about four takes of us running side by side in the woods, he pulled me aside and he's like, you can't run like you'd normally run. He's like, this isn't real life, right? Don't run like I'm actually a person with a chainsaw. It's a movie. Go slower because I can't catch you. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like and he was being very kind about it but it was just this note of like i can't the, the, the joke in this is i pass you and i can't pass you if you're this lanky college guy sprinting through the woods and i'm holding a chainsaw so i was yeah that was embarrassing but um i remember too the other the other story from that day was uh i was supposed to have a stunt double like on the casting list every day leading up to the stunt was i was supposed to have a double who would do the the rig and everything and then the day of, I noticed that the trailer next to mine, where it was supposed to be my stunt double, the tape was ripped off. There's nothing there. And I'm like, huh. Get to set. And they're like, so are you comfortable doing a stunt? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess. So they rigged me up to this thing. And essentially, it was just like a big harness. And they tethered it to a tree. And I ran full tilt through the forest for one of the shots. And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. The trick was the rope had a slight springiness to it. So every time I'd do it, you'd like recoil a little bit, which looked terrible. So it was it just took a few takes. And then uh, the uh, actual kind of rig of it was this C-clamp. Um, and I spent a full day in that and I made the mistake of being in a slight squat. So I had to hold this like squatted position for hours and hours oh, covered in geez. fake blood. And, and, you know, but at the time I was like, again, yeah, yeah. they could have done anything to me and I would have been like, yes, great. <laughs> and I get paid. Right. So it was pretty awesome. It was, it was again today. I've, I've been doing it now for 12 years and today it was, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had on set. I was just going to say, man, like you said, the the wood chipper probably is the coolest kill in that movie, but your kill is funny and awesome too. Just just watching you, you know, run away from a quote unquote Leatherface, you know, a tribute to Leatherface. That scene is really cool yeah. and awesome. I love that scene. Yeah, and that's, he's outstanding right. in it too. Oh, absolutely. And that was kind of my uh, a little bit of my bonus follow up was 
you said you're uh, you mentioned you're a big fan of the horror genre. Obviously, we are too. When you get this role, do you get the film? And is that something that like you know it's a horror comedy? It's almost a, not a satire, but you know, kind of like a scream meta type movie when it comes to that. How cool was that for you as a big time horror genre fan? Oh, it was incredible. Like that that's the thing too, is I I wish I had more of an appreciation for how lucky I was at the time. I knew, but it right. was like in retrospect, I'm like, good, I had no business being on that set. <laughs> and, and with that script, because you're right, it's like of all the movies to get, not only was it a horror movie, but it's right. a like referential horror movie right. that touches on so many other genres that I know and love, and I get to play this character essentially straight out of a friday the 13th absolutely, movie absolutely. Uh, and die first and you know like play up all these tropes but i actually think like part of what makes the the movie really good too is there's like so much um unlike other other uh kind of uh parody movies the the acting is still pretty grounded in truth not the college yeah. students so much but like there's a lot of heart in the movie too right yeah, so absolutely none of us were pl- overplaying that too much chad the the kind of like main douchey frat guy has to be this kind of a bit of a stereotype of himself but the rest of us i feel like it was um we're just kind of playing ourselves thank god too because again if I, <laughs> at that point in my career if i if they were asking me to play a big character i don't know how that would have gone but to play like a kind of stoner kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have any uh we can kind of wrap it up here do you have any other uh memories on set of that movie yeah so uh yeah getting to meet alan tudyk was a huge thing i uh I, I recognized him immediately, but it did take like at the table read that we did of the initial script, me like Googling his name on a break to really figure out all the stuff I knew him from. Uh, right. But we got to, we had like, a, again, two days on set where it was just kind of us and, and got to like have dinner together. And he's just like an amazing guy. He's super funny and down to earth and he knows his craft really well. And he's, he's one of those people that like, he's had an incredible career, but it's amazing. He's not as much of a household name as he right. probably Absolutely. deserves to be. Uh, although people watching this and people who are fans of the movie probably know him very well. So I'm, oh, I don't yeah. know who I'm talking to there, but, uh, memories of the show though. I, so I have a, uh, YouTube channel. I started a YouTube channel as a university that reviews. Do you guys know the show? Are you afraid of the dark? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I review old episodes of that and, and kind oh, of like, okay. and I'm just shitty about the actors and stuff. It's in retrospect, it's a mean thing to do, but I just <laughs> kind of parody the show and review the episodes. Uh, but, and then I got on the show and like, that was a Canadian show when it was filming in the in the 90s, early 90s. And so every actor was on it. So like half the cast of Tucker and Dale have been in Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. <laughs> so I was immediately like, oh, God. Hey, I don't, no. hope they don't find these things. I went through and made sure I didn't say anything too terrible about any of them. Um, and the other memory was, uh, so the night we went, the skinny dipping scene, they called all of the college kids. Uh, but then very quickly we realized, I think there were seven of us, they called four of them to go do the skinny dipping scene and the rest of us got to stay in our trailers and we pieced <laughs> together. We're like, oh, I see the common denominator here. They've like, <laughs> they've grabbed the like hard bodies to, to haul them out to the water. But like they shot in a lake in Canada. It was the summer, but like that had to have been a terrible experience. Sure and meanwhile, of the three of us that got to stay behind, one of him brought a Nintendo and we just played that in his trailer. And it was a night shoot. Wasn't even used once the entire night. So I was there for, I think, 12 hours just napping and eating and playing Nintendo. And again, as yeah, someone who had no idea what being on a set was like, I was like, how am I getting paid to do this? I was getting was paid to play Nintendo. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was rad. 
I actually read that like that lake was still really cold, like it was frozen over like recently before that. So I don't know if oh, that's yeah. true or not, but I read that it was cold still. So yeah, I don't I don't really yeah. blame you for not really missing out on uh, jumping yeah. in the cold lake. <laughs> No, I know. And again, at the time, I was like, like I wanted to be Chuck originally, because I was just like, every chance I can get to be here longer and, you know, soak more of this in. But I was like, yeah, no, no, that's you guys go do that. That's all right. I'm not going to pretend I look good with my shirt off. (laughs) Well, and to be fair, your kill, your scene is way cooler than just shooting yourself in the face with a gun. Just just (laughs) my opinion. (laughs) No hate to to the guy who played Chuck, but you're no, it's a a funny moment. He's also yeah. much better suited to that character in retrospect, too, I think. And 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 uh, we're going to move on from Tucker and Dale, but I, I do want to thank you and Philip for commenting on our little Instagram post. Yeah, that was great. I just thought it was really cool that y'all still, you know, like you said, over a decade later, you you both still just said how great of an experience this was on set and how much yeah. fun y'all had. I thought that was really awesome to read. Yes. I love it, man. I it, This movie, I think, will probably follow me for the rest of my life, and I am like fine with that if this is the pinnacle of my career it's pretty rad and it's cool that it happened that early and a lot of people never get the chance to do that so uh i'm so happy people still watch it and still find it i know it it was on netflix for like a full 10 years and i don't think it's there anymore but like it's pretty amazing i get messages from it all the time and anytime stuff's posted that we're tagged in i'll try and chime in if only it's it's an ego boost (laughs) but like it's I, i genuinely really appreciate that people watch it and and recognize it and it's still kind of finding its legs there's still people who have no idea what it is so well uh well as uh fans of the movie and of the you know we do the show we appreciate that the right. actors will comment and you know are appreciative that people like the the movie because not all not all actors are, are the nicest people uh but we'll move this on I know. from that first hand <laughs> i'm sure you have way way worse stories way, than we do. oh yeah well adam you've had some guest spots on some pretty well-known shows like sight fringe and a fun little spot on iZombie. Can you talk a little bit about your experience on those on those shows? Yeah, I mean a lot of those were just kind of like day player, a couple days on set kind of things, uh which is always interesting cuz you're um dropping into an environment with a cast, a core cast that have maybe been together for years and years, right? I mean Supernatural I was on the 15th season of, I think, so those guys <laughs> knew each other very well. Of course. Uh but same with Psych, I did Psych um and so you're kind of, it's hard to find your rhythm sometimes when you're in there for a couple hours and you're with people who know each other so well. Um, but I know my episode of Psych, I actually got to work with Malcolm McDowell, which was oh, crazy. Awesome. Uh, and, re- and get a scene with him and, and lines awesome. with him. And it was incredible. And again, that was within uh, my first couple years. It wasn't my first uh, TV booking, but it was, uh, yeah, that was a pretty amazing experience. That's awesome fringe i loved it was very cool shooting that we were doing this it was in a big art gallery in downtown vancouver my part got cut entirely though so that was that was a lesson and i told all my friends and family that was the first tv gig i got when i moved to vancouver and uh told everybody i knew back home and then sat there watching it and then the credits rolled and i'm like oh so that was a lesson um one experience i was thinking about for this was uh, uh do you guys know project blue book on a history channel it's a show uh, about kind of uh, the, it's like a, a government project yeah um, yeah, yeah. okay of yeah. aliens uh there's a really great show on uh on history channel i think okay. they're in their second or third season now but uh that was a really cool experience oh, that's um kind of like a um a historical kind of thing like set in the 50s so i got to wear some cool costumes and oh okay that was rather- yeah Ever since I cut the cord, really, I haven't watched much History Channel. I got to be honest. So, but I will definitely check it out now. 
Yeah, it's a great for I haven't seen beyond kind of the episode I was in and maybe one or one or two others. But uh, by all accounts, it's a pretty, pretty awesome show. So, hey, Nico, History Vault is five dollars a month, buddy. You can't beat it. Just just letting you know. <laughs> there oh, you go. Crap. Add it to the list. So you have uh, everything you'd like to share from your experience on the Twilight Zone. I know you had an appearance there or an episode that you filmed. Yeah, I actually ended up being in two episodes. I was one on this last season as well. I uh, just playing okay. a reporter. Um, I, it was the most nervous I've ever been on set for sure. And it was the smallest part. It was like a newscaster essentially. So I had a block of text, but they changed the script that day. Uh, <laughs> and it was just one of those situations where like, so they're shooting in a big studio space, huge lot and, uh, multiple sets all around the room and stuff and they're shooting something else it was just like fly by the seat of your pants i think i was on set for about 20 minutes and i think we shot it three times all the lights are on me behind this desk there's probably 150 people behind the camera like it was the biggest production i've seen and there just was so much pressure to not uh make a mistake and i was okay but i like i feel like i could like hear my heart beating in my throat but (laughs) it was just terrifying but then they they used it so little in the episode i was in that uh they i got essentially paid again to for not doing anything else to be use that footage in another episode so that's how small the part was still cool experience say you were on the twilight zone i'll say that that's that's something oh yeah amazing Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Totally. It wasn't long after that you yeah. got uh, what appears to be your first major recurring role in a series project, MC Squared. Uh, you could talk a little bit about that. Uh, the difference between doing TV and doing movies. Yeah, so I, for sure, I'm doing far more TV than movies. I think just by virtue of what shoots more in, in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, Project MC Squared was awesome. It's a kid's show. It's for kind of for teenage girls. It's on Netflix. Um, but I got to be a villain for the for an entire season. I was kind of oh. the season uh, villain, uh, which is always really cool to play. And I've kind of that's ended up being a bit of my niche. I'm finding I go for a lot of <laughs> villains right now. Um, but it was awesome. It's cool having a character uh, written for you. You know, you get cast in this role originally, and then at a certain point, it feels like the writers, especially with Yumi Her, the the last show I did, uh, the writers kind of start to gear their writing towards you as an actor, and you kind of become a bit more of the character, so you get to kind of embody it. Project MC Squared was cool, because they, um, I believe we, we shot it episode by episode, if I'm not mistaken, so we were getting scripts every week, so I was right. always kind of like, interested how this is going to progress and get to see what scenes you get to do and who you get to work with. And in that show in particular, I was the good, I was a good guy for four episodes before there was this like big reveal that I'm kind of the one behind everything. So I got this pretty cool, like emerging from the shadows moment. And, <laughs> uh, it was neat. It was, it was a really cool experience and really fun too. Like it was, um, you know, working with teenagers, but they were all really awesome and, and, uh, super talented. And oh. yeah, I'm actually, I'm really proud of that show for what it is. I'm very proud of that show. Uh, you uh, you mentioned uh, you meet her. Can you talk a little bit more about that experience, you know, uh, on that show? Yeah. So speaking of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So one of the leads in that show is Kristen from the Midnight okay. Society, like the yeah. original cast, Kristen. <laughs> right. Um, which once again, and I went through every episode I posted and was like, <laughs> what? and I took down two episodes, not because I said anything disparaging about her, but I was like, now this becomes real because I all these shitty things I said, I'm like, now there's a face to it and I'm working with you. So I, and I, I promised myself I wouldn't bring it up. And within the first five minutes of meeting her, I was like, so I have this YouTube channel. Anyways, uh, oh, it's pretty, it was, I, I am so proud of that show. I got to, again, I, I play 
I mean, it's a bit of like a rom-com, so there aren't really villains. Right. But if there is a villain, I think it was me on the show. I play their neighbor. I try and get them kicked out of their neighborhoods. Um, but it was, yeah, besides Tucker and Dale, kind of the highlight of my career. It's uh, I got to know the show creator pretty well, got to work with a couple of really awesome directors. The cast was just incredible, and the writing is really sharp and really funny. It just makes the job easy, right? Um, right? And it was one of those things where, like, so we did... I think I did six or seven episodes in the fourth season of that show. And then none of us knew. We knew it was renewed for a fifth season. But like as a supporting character, you're never sure if they're going to bring you back. And then to find out you're being brought back. And I think I did nine episodes in season five. And then you get this whole other story arc and storyline. And uh, again, it's all just an ego boost <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> but like it feels good to know that you're trusted with this character and that they want you back and they want you to be right. in more stuff. And uh and and like Tucker Nail, this uh Yumi Her is a pretty niche following. It Absolutely. was on and kind of more obscure network in the States. Um right. but the fans of it are really loyal fans of it. So it was cool to kind of become a part of that uh family. Oh absolutely uh, man. Absolutely. He mentioned his YouTube channel and having to kind of like face the people he critiqued. We've experienced that on this show too, so we get it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah? oh I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had that I, I've, uh, <laughs> I've taken down a couple only because they haven't aged well. You know, like comedy, you right. say some stuff that later you're like, we evolve as people, and there's things Absolutely. I said when I was 20 that I wouldn't say now that I'm 34, right? So I, uh, and it exists forever on the internet, so. I'm always kind of monitoring what I've said and I don't really do them anymore. Cause I know a lot of the people now I'll watch the episodes and be like, Oh God, I auditioned against that guy and he has a better <laughs> career than I do. So like, who am I to, to be an asshole to these people? Yeah. And, and like you just said, one thing that, you know, kind of bothers me is like, it seems like on the internet, if you said something, you know, like you said, 14 years ago, like if you, even if you regret it now or would take it back, you're still held guilty forever, it seems like. I don't like that. It's like people are allowed to grow and evolve and, you know, say, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I've grown. It just seems like yeah. you can't, it seems like there's no such thing as forgiveness or anymore, and it kind of bothers me, but yeah. I totally understand where you're coming I agree. from. I agree. I just, I kind of always say that, like, I anything I have on there right now, I think I could defend. If right. someone were offended by it, I'd have the conversation. And if, if they revealed something I didn't even think about, then I'd just take it down. Right. But you can't change what you put out there. All you can do is be responsible for it and take Absolutely. ownership of it and evolve past it. It's the people like, um, oh, what's his name? God, short, loud comedian, got in trouble a little while ago. Uh, I'm not going to remember. But, you know, there's all these scandals now, like right. every week something comes up and someone finds a tweet from 2012 of something insensitive. And it's more about how they handle it in that moment. Right. Yeah, if you double absolutely. down, that's a problem. But I think if you address it genuinely, you show remorse and you move past it, then I think everybody has the capacity to change and evolve. Right. Absolutely. I hope. I oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Absolutely. You already kind of touched on this, but we're just going to ask you one more time about Supernatural. Uh, it's such a well-known, established brand with horror alumni everywhere in it. Can you just talk a little bit about that more with us? Yeah, so what's wild about that experience is I Supernatural, I think, was one of the first couple auditions I went out for when I moved to Vancouver in 2009. Uh, and it was to play a demon, like a series villain kind of demon. The part was way too big for me and what I was ready for. And I bombed it. I did so badly. I was over the top and I just felt terrible. Like to the point that I called my agent after and was like, I don't know if I should be doing this because that was a nightmare. And the casting directors never saw me again for a couple of years. 
but they've they still cast Supernatural. So last whatever it was right before the pandemic, I got a call for season 15 of Supernatural <laughs> to play a demon. It was like this full circle moment. And I've learned a lot in a decade. Circle. So I yes. came back and, and uh, wasn't trying to play the demon I've seen on TV. I wanted to I play the demon I am, which is the sarcastic kind of over the top removed goofy kind of villain guy that I've been playing now for a decade. Uh, and it worked really well. And the director and I really, really got along. And um, to the point that I actually was currently was shooting a show on NBC called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist at the time. And it was a conflict. Um, so they weren't going to cast me because I, I literally was on set for another show that day. But I, they managed to negotiate. So I was shooting this like musical comedy on NBC in the morning. Okay. for about 10 hours and then i shipped out to the middle of nowhere <laughs> freezing cold in a field at a crossroads with all this fake smoke and stuff to play this demon, demon. in the same day which is like will go down as a very unique that. thing in my career i'll never be that busy but uh but it was awesome i love the scene and i yeah it was really like two scenes in the entire episode but i am super proud of how it turned out absolutely awesome man hey we only have one more question you know on the script but man i'm having a good time talking to you uh if you don't mind, just, we're just going to have some fun if you don't mind. Uh, one Please. question we like to ask a lot of our you know, previous guests, and I don't know if you've done much conventions or whatever, but what's the weirdest or funniest experience you've ever had with a fan or fan interaction? Oh. There and has, we've to, some, be, has to be question. somebody from Tucker versus Dale out there somewhere. We've had some doozies on the show. You know show what, though? The thing is, Tucker and Dale, I'm still waiting for it to get to the cult status where I can do Comic Cons or something because I would love nothing more. I, I did um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which is like a huge Comic Con favorite, and uh, but I was such a minor character, there's no way I could go. So I've never done a Comic Con before. Um, so my fan interactions are pretty limited. Again, because I, I right now actually pandemic and such, I've, I'm teaching at a, um, a school nearby, uh, teaching like an acting school, teaching um, audition and stuff. And one of my classes are 15 to 17 year olds. And without a doubt, I've taught two, two terms now. And both times, the second I walk in, I see them trying to figure out where they know me from. And it's always Project MC Squared. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> the fans are awesome. But I also played the worst person in the world on that show. So I can see they're trying to adjust like, right, right, okay. We you're need to be a, on board with this guy now that we've not an disliked immensely for probably four years. Right. right, right. <laughs> well, uh... I see you're wearing a Camp Crystal Lake shirt. Uh, you know, like I me am. and you were talking about before we started. Bit, you're a bit, you, you know, you told me you're a big horror movie fan. Like, what were some of your favorite horror movies growing up? Like, I, like my first oh, one man. I ever saw was Jason Lives. Mike is a huge 1978 Halloween fan. Uh, what were some of your favorites, nice. man? You know, I grew up in the like blockbuster era of renting oh, yeah. five VHSs for five dollars, and I yeah. would troll the horror section. So a lot of the my like early introduction to horror was the really schlocky like Chucky, Child's Play, Doll Man versus the Demonic Toys, like just right. these B movies. <laughs> the uh, coolest cover art. When I really cover art. Right. Do you know that though? Right. Oh, for all those movies, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anything that had the cool cover art, it didn't matter what it said. Always go pick I'm totally with you. Right. The best. Yeah. Right. Actually, the Child's Play franchise gets weird. Some of those later movies are bananas. Yes, they but do. But my, like, heyday of horror was, was uh, and the most formative for me, I think, was, like, when I was in kind of middle school, high school. So that was the slasher era of, like, Scream, and I know what you did last summer. So I'm very fond of the Scream movies. But yes. I for sure have a huge affinity for the classic horror, like, 
franchises. I, I love Friday the 13th. I do love the original Halloween. If I had to pick a favorite classic horror movie, it has to be the original Halloween, I think. Uh, but I think I like I Friday the 13th more as a franchise. That's fair. Because Halloween goes off the rails. I yes, rewatched it, it recently. Uh, the cult stuff is bonkers. The Paul Rudd it hurts part me. of that is insane but i am a huge I, fan of season of the witch too so i'm all oh, i love, okay. I love paul rudd but I, I i don't like that movie at all <laughs> it's not very good no. that there's two movies in a row with the child bearing it's the strangest but yeah, the the new two. one was incredible yeah the new one is oh, i love, Great love the new one the new I'm one's personally very my excited favorite, for halloween kills oh I yeah am, yeah I am yeah well. that that was the worst part of covid was just halloween kills getting delayed the Conjuring 3 getting delayed. My heart was broken because I love The Conjuring too. You know, it's one of my favorites. Totally I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And I heard they're not, I heard Halloween Kills is being not delayed again, but they've kind of, they're resigned to just releasing it digitally now. Well, that'd be great if they would just do that like, you know, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if you're going to do I it, know. just do oh, it now. I've been tracking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, heck, man, I just like talking about horror movies now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you got any? And by the way, Chucky terrified me when I was a kid. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm over it now. But there was nothing that scared me more than uh, seeing that little that little dog guy walking on TV. I remember, I remember a scene in it's got to be Child's Play like five, where he replaces um, the paintball bullets in paintball guns with real bullets at a summer camp, and all the kids yeah, just three. start shooting that's each three. other. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Retrospect. Oh, it is three. Yeah. In three. retrospect, makes zero sense gun wise. But like as a kid, I think I've played paintball once in my life because of that movie. <laughs> That's fair. That is very. I, right and fair. like you just said right there, I don't think anybody who's seen Final Destination two or Ride Behind a Log Truck, there ain't no way. <laughs> nope. Don't no. like that either. No. Hey, so um, you guys piece together. Tucker and Dale has two Final Destination alumni in it. Uh, Final Destination three, I think. The what's the one with the roller coaster? It's, I believe it's three. Yeah, it's three. Uh, yeah, so, the log truck. Shalan Simmons, okay, who died in the tanning bed, and Jesse Moss are both in that. Right. Uh, yep. okay. And they're leads yep. in Tuckerdale. So, and that yeah, was shot I'm, here at uh, P and E, which is like an amusement park near us. Oh, okay. Those Final Destination yeah. movies got a uh, wonky too, like you would say. <laughs> but they were always so fun to watch. <laughs> like it's like, man, <laughs> death is creative in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. I had something else I was gonna say, but I didn't lost it. Just I, I just love talking about horror, and it's it's fun to talk to a guest who who obviously loves it like we do. That's awesome, man. Uh, do you have any other projects coming up that you'd like to plug, or you want to shout out your social medias or anything? I have a couple. I was lucky enough in the past few months, kind of late 2020, to get into a couple um, movies, but I none of them have been announced yet, so I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Okay. I did a Lifetime movie uh, right before the pandemic, uh, where again, I got to play kind of a bit of a villain. It's called that's, Sleeping with Danger, and it was on that's, Lifetime. That's got to be fun. That's what fun. it sounds like. Right. <laughs> it was a blast. You know, right. it was a blast. And the cast was incredible. It, it's um, the, it, There's a lot of that in Vancouver, a lot of the kind of movie of the week stuff. But uh, but it was it was cool. I was happy with how it turned out. Um, but most of my stuff right now is... Um, voiceover stuff and it's kind of all over the place it's nothing that i can really like steer anybody towards but i will say if, if there's a way to track down yumi her that's the project i would love to get more eyes on because okay. it had a five season order it ended because they wanted to end it it wasn't canceled or anything but it's uh as soon as we shot the last season the network went defunct so they 
there was no means to air it. So there were previous deals with Netflix and stuff, but it wasn't released in the United States. It was on HBO in Canada, but it wasn't released in the U.S. And I I still think it's not in the U.S. So if you can find a way to track it down by legal means, of course, I uh, I would love that. Legally. Yeah, legally. Yeah. (laughs) Adam, I just want to thank you for your time, man. This has been a blast talking to you. Uh, We really appreciate your time, man. Uh, so yeah, thank you for coming on. It was awesome. Oh, thank you for having me. And thanks for reviewing the movie again. Absolutely. It's like, uh, endlessly. I just love the fact that this movie keeps on trucking and people still, uh, still appreciate it to this day. Absolutely. It's not going anywhere. That, the love for that movie is not going anywhere. It's, I think, it, I think it gains more momentum every year. I do too. Hope so. Uh, if you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media or anything like that. Sure. I mean, if you want to, if you want to see any of my uh, famed uh, uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" reviews, my name on on YouTube is Bosch eighty seven. So that's B E A U C H eight seven. And you know, be kind. Again, it's been years. <laughs> and you everything may, else, I'm, I'm my name. So if you just look up my name on Instagram and all that stuff, I'm there. You may hit a new following with that though, because all of those "Are You Afraid of the Darks" are going to that Paramount Plus streaming service. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, and actually, know. I've been collaborating. There's there's a guy who is uh, does much better and more reviews than I've done on Are You Afraid of the Dark, and he reached out to me a while ago. So we did a collaboration, and I have to watch the new one because I I forgot there was a new season of that. that oh, All right, so right. that's what I'm watching tonight because we're gonna re- review that pretty soon, I think. Oh, that's great. Awesome, man. I'll be checking out. I remember that from my oh, yeah. middle or my elementary school watching Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. I remember yes. watching both of them. Oh, yeah. used to I think scare I me to death. Yeah. Scare me after that. But we're going to let you go now, man. We really appreciate you joining Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adam. No problem. Thank you for having me. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there.